Blog Talk Radio. This week's Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash Dungeon Crawlers Radio to start your free trial membership. It's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. And with that, oh, welcome to a mini boss. Hello. <laughs> yes, the mini boss intro is different than the actual show's intro. Just a bit. Just a little bit. So welcome, everyone that's listening. Hi, and, Internet. And will be listening, or could be listening, <laughs> or might be listening. Hello. Yes, everyone's here. The gang's so, all here. Yes. Yay. So, Yay. Tonight, we're going to take a little bit of time and uh, talk with Shelly Mazenoble, which we've had on the show many times before. The wonderful and glorious Shelly. Yes. So uh, I'm going to try to add her. Um, also, for those of you out there in internet land, I guess that's what we'll call it, uh, two weeks uh, from tomorrow, we will be at Conduit in Salt Lake. So uh, check it out. And for those of you that are going to stay late Friday night, there's a special gaming event uh, that's being put on. Uh, we are part of it. So you'll get to see a guy named Joe, Flagoon, myself. But the best part is the GM, which is author Paul Janess. The and illustrious awesome. Paul Janess. And if you have never, ever seen the way a role-playing game should go, if everything comes together perfectly then you need to show up because it's going to be entertaining and Paul is just amazing when it comes to this stuff. So, all right. Um, now I got to pull up the board and we will add Shelly. Oh, isn't it amazing that we can be in different points of the universe and still be able to run our show every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I still I still feel so distant. I had to, I actually had to invite Joe over just so I I didn't feel so nervous. Hello? Hello? Hello, Shelly! Hello! It's so good to hear your voices. Yay! Hey. Apparently the internet is working. It is, and yeah, but I just realized I booked a conference room that's right next to our legal department. So I have to you know, be mindful of, I guess, what I can say. Okay. So just don't tell us about anything important. Okay. We well, don't tell us about everything important. I wasn't planning on that. That's not why you guys want to talk to me, I'm sure. Well, important things, please. Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> so first off, we want to we say want congratulations. congratulations. Thank you. We heard there's a mini Mazenoble on the way. There is. We are building our, our own D&D party. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and we're terrified about yeah. it. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Pagoon suggested we just call the your, one you're expecting a mini Mazenoble. Yeah, that works. All right. All right. 
Yeah, I don't know what Bart would have to say about that, but, you know, it's all about me anyway. Okay. okay. Right. <laughs> Amen, sister. Yeah. So who's on the line anyway? So all of us are on the line. we got Joe, Lagoon, and Firebird along with okay. myself. So, cool. Yes. So so what's new? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can say that. So the so store... The store- the store we've been broadcasting out of literally grew beyond its means, so they moved into a new space that's like three times its size. Wow. So that's, that's good. That's awesome. Our, our numbers are skyrocketing. We're doing awesome. Very good. So Salt Lake City has quite the robust um, gaming community. They do, right? It's burgeoning, I would say. Yeah. It is. It is. It's. It's growing. It was not large. No. No. Nah, it was not large for a while. So. Oh. Wow. The same. We're getting like a terrible, terrible echo for some reason. Oh. Uh, I, I, uh, okay. You guys sound good to me. All right. All right. Well, we'll just keep moving forward, and we'll find out where the echo's coming from. Okay. So. Yeah. All the awesomeness. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> We're so awesome. We're supposed to hear ourselves twice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, it, also does, it also doesn't help to hurt that uh, Joe and I are uh, broadcasting from the great, uh, from the Grand Canyon right yeah. now. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were road tripping. Wow. So I, I was looking at your blog and I noticed that you mentioned that you're putting up Winnie the Pooh and Star Wars in the new. Yeah. Uh, Baby's yeah. room. Yeah. Okay. So uh, how that? Well, you know what? There's actually a Salt Lake City connection to this story. Really? Yeah, there is. Bart went. He has a really good friend that lives in Salt Lake City now. Okay. He went. He went to visit his friend. Somehow, these two guys wound up at Pottery Barn Kids. Okay. And I don't. I still don't know how that happened. <laughs> Ever. I don't know. He came home. He was like, "Have you ever heard of this place? It's called Pottery Barn Kids." It's like, "Yeah, I've heard of it. Why would you know this?" But they ended up going in there, and they have a, a Star Wars section, apparently. So he just Bart went to town. He he bought a bunch of Star Wars things for the nursery, and I guess once I found out that we were having a boy, I realized. I lost a lot of decision making in this. <laughs> I'm just not going to have Im- input on, and, and that's fine. But these Winnie the Pooh pictures, they we got them from Bart's parents because these pictures used to hang in Bart's nursery. Oh. So I, I've always loved them. I love classic Pooh. So we we knew we wanted those, and then all of a sudden, all these Star Wars prints came, and so. We had had to find a way to make them work together, but you know what? They do. They absolutely do. Well, of course they do. Now they're both Disney. Yeah, that's what Bart says. <laughs> it's law. <laughs> yes. So we'll we'll keep that theme going until the baby's old enough to tell us what he really wants, and who knows who knows what that could be. Yeah. Otherwise, he's stuck with it. Yeah. Exactly. Keep you Christian Bale. <laughs> until he can tell us otherwise, this is what he's getting. Nice. Yes. Can't go wrong with Star Wars. No, you can't. I mean, he's a, his dad is a big Star Wars geek, so there's got to be a little bit of that floating around. And there there are times when I feel like he's playing with lightsabers 
in my belly because like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> wow. The feeling it's just it's 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 the whole thing is just so weird. It's just I'm like an eight year old boy when it comes to pregnancy. There's so many like ew moments that I just <laughs> I can't believe it's actually happening to me. <laughs> so do any of you have kids? Yes. Well some of us do. I, yeah. I do. Lagoon does. Joe doesn't yet. Uh, no. Well, Firebird has a stepson. I have a stepson. Yeah. <laughs> I bypassed this pregnancy. Yeah. yeah, you know what? That's actually a really good way to do it. <laughs> kind of what I thought. Yeah, you have the right idea there. We just started taking these birthing classes at the hospital, and I, it's like we signed up for everything because we know nothing. We seriously have I probably between us we have probably changed four diapers in our entire life. Wow. And, I mean, That's we, we more, more than I had. Yeah. I think actually I Bart has never changed a diaper. So this was all me, I'm sure. I don't even know if it's four. I mean we know nothing. We know and we don't even like babies that much. Like when I I see a baby I don't have the urge to run over and hold it and and touch it. Not yeah. like when I see a puppy or something. <laughs> yeah. So we signed up for all these classes, and we're realizing now this this is probably a terrible idea. There is something to be said for ignorance. I don't really need to know everything. (laughs) Yeah. And those those videos that they want you to watch. (laughs) Yeah. Well, sounds like you're doing it right. I mean, Star Wars. Yeah. When Mrs. Lagoon went through, uh, actually started having labor, she was preterm, so they actually had to fly us down to Seattle. So What? Really? Yeah, they, uh, uh, she was born at the Swedish Center. In, That's down where Seattle. we're going. Really? I hear they have excellent milkshakes. Is that oh, true? Oh, they've got great milkshakes. Milk they've got a great cafeteria. Yeah. And oh. their nursing staff is awesome. So you were All right. Good. Well, that's good to know, because, I mean, that was a very important factor when we decided where we were going to have this baby. We took milkshakes? Yeah, the milkshakes. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. All right, good to know. Wow, look at that. She learned something new. Yeah, you do. I'm sure that's what you guys want to talk about. No, that's okay. So, how how are things going? How is life evolving now? Because, you know, the baby's on the way. How does D&D... You know, you have you wrote your book, everything you knew. Yeah. You know about D and D, how does it that? Well, <laughs> I just realized there's a there's a lot more that I don't actually know. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You have a second book now. Yeah, exactly. And we do talk about that a lot, like how D and D will factor into our our lives. This kid. DM's life. guide to parenting. Yeah. yeah there you go. Uh, so we have a guide like that, but there's a lot of like you know D and D principles in general, that that I think are, are good wisdom for kids to learn. I, I still think it's it's great for kids. I would want it, regardless of, of where I work or, or what I play, if I had just come across D&D innocently and knew what it was, I would really want my kids to play D&D, more so than playing a you know, video game or something. Yeah. There's so many there's so many great benefits for it, or to it, for kids. So Yeah. So I mean, how do you see that? That like, I mean, what, if you were to sort of put together a, a short list of some of the, the benefits, how would you uh, how would you put that? How would how would you put the list? So I I know just from talking to we used to attend a lot of um, 
book shows and and meet a lot of teachers and librarians when we um, published children's books. And we would talk to these people who were so very, you know, passionate about D&D in their classroom or D&D in their library, regardless of whether or not they had actually played it themselves. But they knew about it. And what they knew was this is is a game that actually requires social interaction. So that's number one. This is getting kids away from their, you know, activities that they may do solitary. It's it's, it's different if you're on your Xbox and you're talking through your headphones to somebody, you know, Mm -hmm. actually sitting at a table interacting with people. They knew that it was creative. They knew it involved reading and writing and math and analytical skills. And they they knew that these kids were interested in fantasy and some of them would even, you know, want to actually start a D and D club but they didn't have a dungeon master or they didn't they didn't know how to begin. So these librarians would be coming to us and you're looking for resources and how can I do this and just really like you didn't have to sell D and D at all to this audience. They knew they knew what it the benefits of of having these kids playing D&D. And you would hear these great stories about kids who they're shy or they're not great uh, readers or they're just not really interested in, in doing homework. And they would, they're would they interested in fantasy. Like we know a lot of boys just gravitate towards fantasy. And, that, and after a, a certain age, studies show that boys stop reading or reading for pleasure, usually around age 12 or so. But the kids that are interested in fantasy, they keep going. They they dive into this world that obviously D and D is a part of, but it's just mm-hmm. a small part of. They they will immerse themselves in fantasy, and that's something that I I would love to see you know, my kid with his nose in a book, regardless of if it's the DM's guide or if it's an Ari Salvatore novel. I don't care comic books. I want I want my kids to read, and I know that playing something like D and D really fosters that sort of of creativity and that desire within you. You just you learn about a beholder or an orc and you're like, I wanna know more about these these magical creatures. I wanna learn more about dragons and where dragons live and there's all these different types of dragons and all of these you know, I I wanna play a ranger and I really wanna know what sort of weapons my ranger would really carry and it's just there's so many different avenues for kids to, to go down. And it just really opens their eyes to to learning and I think that alone is, is invaluable. So then, are you likening D and D to uh, to crack for uh, uh, for fantasy? Yeah, <laughs> learning crack, crack for your brain. <laughs> I, I have to I have to say something. I completely went to the wrong school. Yeah. You guys <laughs> have a club at your school? No. Yeah. yeah, they wouldn't they wouldn't let us have that kind of stuff. I mean, that that's that the was, devil. That was like no, we don't talk about that. That yeah. we, you know. Yeah. Back in the day, you know, if you were playing D and D or role playing games, you were like the nerd or the geek, and you were like shunned. Yeah, so it's nice to see that that the tide is turning a little bit. Yes, <laughs> that direction. Take yeah, well, fantasy is so mainstream now. Anyway, oh yeah, so it's not that much of a, a stretch to imagine. No, not anymore. But that that's really cool. I mean, you know, my my nine year old loves playing. You know. Oh yeah. He's constantly. You know, we started a little game group Flagoon and I did with his nephew and my nine year old and we started playing and now he's constantly you know, unfortunately our schedules haven't mixed so we can get back to playing again, but he's constantly going, When can I play again? When can I play again? I need another fix yeah. I need more. And you know, he's he loves playing video games but 
it, you know, at first he's like, I don't really want to play this and kicking his heels. And then we played and it's like, oh, I got to play more. I want to play more. He really liked it. So, um, yeah, yeah I mean, it helped break me out of my shell. And I, I'm sure the other guys can confirm that too. You know, it, it allows you to kind of make believe beyond who you are and open up. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if there's something to be said for the friendships that people form while playing D&D, mm-hmm. I know that just, you know, people that I know that grew up playing D&D, these are, these are people that they're still, they're still friends with. Mm-hmm. Some of that is, you know, guys tend to keep their friends longer. <laughs> Us <laughs> girls, you know, you like, you know, wore your hair the same way I did in seventh grade and we're just not friends anymore. Like that's, <laughs> that's just how it is. But, but I do think, I think D&D really does play a big part in, in forming these, these bonds because you have, you know, these fantastical adventures together. There's so many inside jokes and these little stories that only you and your group are going to get. You can't really share that with anyone else. And it's, I mean, I, I feel that way about even as an adult with the the people that I, I play D and D with um, my first D and D group is still some of my best friends. Yeah. Yeah. There are definitely tons of stories that come out of gaming sessions. I mean, we still use them on a, several times we even bring them up on the show. So, Oh yeah. 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 The, oh, remember that one time? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, and it's always fun to, you know, to tell this. You know, it's like uh, Bob's Wubba Wubba story. I mean, that is probably oh, yes. the most famous D&D story out there. Oh. and He constantly gets re- requests for that, and it it hasn't lost its humor, no matter no. how many times I've heard it. Yeah, and part of it, it's a good story, and Bob is, is really good at telling it, so that there are some... Uh, some stories that maybe don't hold up to the wubba wubba, but there's <laughs> there's a lot of them that that do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, you guys have have talked to Bob before. Oh yeah. A few yeah. times, right? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the best. We love. Yeah. Bob. No, we love Bob. Yes. No, we love Bob. Okay, you can love Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I have like two entire rows of or shel- yeah rows of shelves devoted to not all of his books. Nice. Yeah. I've been reading forever. See? Because of D&D. Well, yeah. No. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. How old were you guys when you started playing D&D? I didn't start until high school. Because uh, my mom had a negative view of it. And then I started playing. And then I had her try it out. And then her opinion changed. Oh, really? Yeah. But you actually got her to try it out? Yes. Well, that was good of her. Way to be open-minded, Mom. Yeah. yeah. Way to go, Mom. Yeah. Way to go, Mom. Yeah. Kudos. I don't know. Uh, I think Joe started... I was 18. Oh, so you were in high school, yeah. too. I was I, I was out of high school. I remember because the uh, um, the elections in 2000 were going on as I as I was learning how to play. And we, and that's like right when the third edition book had just come out. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I'm starting so. to feel old now. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That was the point, Rev. That yeah. Was point. <laughs> I started with second edition. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was 18, too, but... Yeah. I, yeah. I think I drug you into playing. I, it was actually Steve who drug me in, and then he drug me into your campaign, and then, oh. yeah, we haven't really not been in touch with each other since. Yeah. That's sweet. And then Firebird just recently started playing. A recent convert. Baby. <laughs> yeah. 
I started, I rolled my first dice a couple of years ago. Uh, I was a MMO, like World of Warcraft uh, yeah. player. And my husband has been playing since he was like in diapers, it feels like. So <laughs> they tried to convert me and everyone was so much more advanced. <laughs> so what, did you find that intimidating because you thought they, everybody knows everything? I don't want to play with these people? Uh, yeah, actually. Uh, yeah. One of my friends is really super nice. And so he would actually sit down and teach me how to make a character sheet where everyone else just was like, okay, here's the stuff. And, okay, we're going to play in like 10 minutes. And I'm just like, I don't even know how to name a character. Yeah. <laughs> I'm lost. But no. Yeah. So baby, how steps. Steps. baby steps. How was it? I mean, like you're going from, from playing World of Warcraft to playing D. Uh, I had an app on my phone. <laughs> it really what? I had an app that told me all my spells since I had a basic knowledge uh, from World of Warcraft, so I knew the mechanics of what was supposed to happen. Uh, yeah. it, it really helped out a lot. Oh, I'm um, sure. But it took a lot of playing with a group to really make the difference because you're like, oh, I'm not just playing by myself. I have to interact, yeah. and we have to do things. And, you know, just because I don't like you doesn't mean <laughs> that I just get to ungroup with you. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of stuck with each other. Or my favorite thing to do back in uh, back in wild days was sit down and then go, wow, lag, and then I'd log out. <laughs> uh, aw. Yeah. You I know, was, I wasn't nice. I had an app long ago when I started playing. It was called my notebook. <laughs> no, you had to take lots of copious notes just to, you know, because it was second edition. So everything went like backwards and there was advanced math and calculations involved just to throw a fireball or hit something. Had <laughs> to figure out all the math. Yeah, because you had to. Because, you know, you started with an armor class of 10, and then it went down. It, and then it hit zero, and then you went into the negatives, and yeah. <laughs> if you I remember what SACO means. Yes. So then let me get your opinion on this, Shelly, then. What, um, so with, with, with what Firebird just brought up about having an app on her phone, do you see the advancements of technology being counterproductive to advancing the role-playing game into the future? No, I don't think it would be counterproductive. I think that um, people are just using technology for everyday things now. We're just accustomed to having <clears throat> tablets and smartphones with us wherever we go. So I can see it only as enhancing your experience. Okay. Those on phones. Oh yeah. I don't know. To me, like that's something that I I'm, I can't change. I like to pick up my dice, shake them in my the palm of my hand first and throw them down the table and hear the sound that it makes and watch them bounce across. That's that's part of D&D for me. But I and think then fall off the floor, fall off the table. And then fall down. And, of course, you tell you, you know, it was a 20, I swear. And they're like, <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't think so. It lands on a fold on the uh, in the on the tablecloth, and it's kind of on the edge. Yeah. 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 You don't get that with the, the dice roller apps. No. Nope. Experience that. No. I think it might be more for people who are like kids that are on. It's all of a sudden they just don't play like now, maybe, or they just don't want to carry it around. Like but yeah. I love dice. I just I I like to buy my dice too. 
Oh yeah. Or like a, oh, that's an addiction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not like curses. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I think it really boils down to when the gamers start. If it's someone new, probably and are really into technology, they'll probably lean more towards those those apps with the dice rollers. Yeah. You know, but older gamers, people that have really gotten into it, I really believe they love you know the feel of the dice. It's like a, I I don't like reading books on my Kindle or my my iPad. I love yeah. having the book in my hand and flipping yeah. each page. So I think it's kind of similar. I hate filling out character sheets. <laughs> I just. I can't read my handwriting. I can never write small enough. There's never enough room for everything. So I just want something that is easy, digital, modular, customizable. I just want it. I just want it in front of me and easy access to the, to all that information. No. I actually want like a spell book. That's just my own spell book. Back, just, in, back in the old second edition days, I think Rev and I could uh, like write up an entire character sheet just <laughs> on a blank sheet of paper in like not even five minutes. Yeah. That's a, that is a good skill. Yeah, yeah. quite proficient at it. But fourth, <laughs> I can't do that with fourth edition. No, sorry. So what, now that you bring that up, is that going to kind of translate into the new upcoming edition? Are we going to have that character creator, and we will we have some sort of app that we could make a spell book? That would be a good idea. That would be a great idea, and I wish I could tell you. I really don't know. If it were up to me, I'd say, oh, my gosh, yeah, of course, because I bring it up every time we play. Okay. Cool, we did this. Then um, when you tell those people, say, hey, these guys said that would be good, too. Yeah, you know, I actually (laughs) have, like, a focus group. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, we we don't know. We're still, you know, pretty far out in the process, so. But I'm sure that that there's a lot of great ideas that are floating out around there. Nice. We'll we'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see. Are you guys a part of the play test? Yes. Mm-hmm. So how what are your thoughts on that? It's been really good so far. I mean, there's been a couple quirks that I found that, of course, I've you know said hey and made some suggestions with. I'm not sure about the other two guys, but um, you know, I'm really impressed with what I've seen so far, and mm-hmm. it really has me hopeful because. I really don't like 4th edition. I, I'm the first one to say it. Joe loves it, um, but I, I'm just not a fan of it. And so I'm really like excited for the next version coming out. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joe, That's what are a- your thoughts then as someone who loves 4th edition? On 4th edition, I would say, honestly, I mean, it's definitely not a flawless system. It's definitely, especially now that time has gone on and we've not had a chance to really pick it apart as, I guess, any player would. Um, you know, I, I'd say, um, uh, gosh, how do we even, like, I, 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 I find the, the classes to be a little overburdened as far yeah. as what, um, as, as far as advancement goes, and it's a little too narrow. You know, something has been lost over time as far as customization. Mm-hmm. And so, like, um, a few months ago, I was actually talking with some of my players around our table, and I was thinking, it's like, wow, I really missed third edition because of that. Yeah, see, and then some people would say that there was too much of that in third edition. But you just, and then you never know. You never know. I mean, yeah, I don't think we're, there's ever going to be, like, everyone's going to be happy. I mean, there's going to be people yeah. that are always going to gripe. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that's just 
how things are. Yeah. I mean, even if, you know, we went around and gave everyone $500, <laughs> everyone on the planet got $500, they're going to complain Yay. because why didn't I get a 1000 You're going to get right. a couple of those where other people are going to be, wow, I got 500 bucks. That's amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. then it's all, you know, good. We're getting really good constructive feedback on, on the playtest. So well, that's good. it's been really amazing to see how the community has just rallied around this and they haven't, you know, we're approaching a year and they haven't, you know, stopped with the momentum. There are just, there's still people who are joining the playtest and when the surveys go out, they come back really fast with really thoughtful, really good feedback on them. Yeah. Well, that's good. I yeah. think everyone really wants to be involved and create something that's lasting and is fun and enjoyable mm-hmm. to play. So, so yeah. then, are do you um are you aware of how what the uh, release schedule for um because like fourth edition had a lot of supplement books coming out mm-hmm. in pretty rapid succession. Are you aware of, or can you give us an estimate of what the sort of release schedule is looking like? I wish. Honestly, but it's still oh, too far out. Yeah, we don't we don't have any idea. We don't even know really when it's coming out. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, you, you got to remember, Joe. She's next to the legal department. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, some things you can't talk about. Yeah. So, are you going to be at Gen Con this year, or is is the arrival of Mini Mazzy going to yeah. not make that possible? I can't go this year. I'll be on leave for uh, oh. taking care of of Mini Maz. Okay. Yeah, Aww. I know. We look forward to seeing pictures, though. Well, will there, be, will there be pictures? I yes, but apparently there's like a, a vetting that people who are more objective than we are that has to you know say either yes you could you should totally post a picture of your baby or you know what you might want to wait until he's a little older. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because apparently nobody did that with my baby pictures, and the people are still harassing me about. Huh. I can't control what I look like as a baby. It's not my fault. But, yeah, my mom's like, oh, I just kind of wish we waited. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, well, that most newborn babies look kind of like a shaved pug at anyway, so. Well, I was the opposite of shaved, for sure. You had lots like of hair? hair? Oh, my God. Covered. Uh, wow. Like, more hair than I have now. Jet black, really thick, crazy hair that the nurses didn't know what to do with so they I guess they put a, a bunch of bows in it which didn't <laughs> <laughs> adorning it with bows and then when my parents finally saw me and they were like whoa oh my oh. <laughs> wow yeah so there's an old wives tale that says if you are experiencing heartburn that means the baby has a lot of hair oh I don't know the connect. I don't know the connection none of these wives tales that we have um Red have been proven to be true at all because every yeah. single one of them said we were having a girl. <laughs> so, um, but I have had a little bit of heartburn, and my mom's like, "You know what that means? That means that the baby he has hair." And like, that's really this is what you think means he has hair, not the fact that his mother is half Italian and half Lebanese. I mean, why this baby's gonna have hair? Heartburn or not? <laughs> I'm glad it's a boy because of that. Yeah. 
I would think that uh, coughing up hairballs would be like a more <laughs> a, a more telltale sign. It kind of feels like that sometimes. Oh. So maybe there is something to that. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I I don't remember how we got on this. Oh, right, Gen Con. No, yeah, yeah Gen Con. <laughs> Went from Gen Con to coughing, coughing up hairballs. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. is there any? New books possibly on the horizon by you, other than hey, you know the 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 GM's guide to parenting. Right. Well, that's a fantastic idea. Um, not on the horizon, really, for um, for D and D or for wizards. Yeah. Really, but there is so much good fodder around this whole baby thing and yeah. being, oh, yeah. you know, experiences, especially especially at my age, because. I, I'm no spring chicken, so having um, doing this at a at a time when I should either I don't know mo- most I mean people have kids going to college soon at my age, so we don't know what we're doing. Why did we start this now? <laughs> so yeah, I think um, I'm taking lots of notes on things because yeah. I think there's there's definitely a lot of of good stories in here. Well, all I can say is simply, yeah, it it probably seems like it's all crazy, but when you're you're holding your baby and she he smiles at you, it, you forget everything else. Oh, I mean, really? Aww. That is sweet. Yeah, all all the heartburn, all the worry, all the why are we doing this? Yeah, it it, it melts away. Melts away. Now, yeah. Just wait That's two years and then it all comes back. Well, then, yeah. <laughs> Then, With baby number two. <laughs> then then they get mobile and then they get into things and then you're like, oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah they, they, they get a voice. This. Yeah. They start talking back to you. <laughs> yes, but that's when it gets fun because then you get to talk back creatively and they're just like, okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just say okay and they, they put down whatever they were going to do. Hopefully. Yeah. It depends. <laughs> I don't know. Bart has all these crazy ideas of like these tests that he wants to secretly put the baby through. Or when he's a little, a little boy, he's like, I'm going to send somebody to pick him up at school in a van, and I'm going to tell him to walk up to to our son and say, Hey, your parents told me to come get you. Get in the back of my van. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. terrible! That is. It's like yes. Bart has. This is what maybe this is what D and D does to these these parents. He's got all these like, role playing adventure ideas. Well, and his whole point was, if our if our kid gets into the van with this guy, then Bart's going to be in the back of the van like, what are you doing? You have to ride with strangers and you failed this test. Little Jedi. Wow. That definitely won't follow him to his teen years. I know. Like, no, no, we can't. We can't dupe our kid into getting kidnapped. Let's no. <laughs> this is not going to work. He's got a doorbell's going to ring, and he's going to be like, "I'm not answering. I can't." Yes. I'm not answering the phone. Dad might be testing me again. Oh my god, I forgot what the other ones were. I think I've, I've mentally blocked him out, but he's got a whole slew of these tests that he wants to do. To this point. There's probably better. These are all good lessons, isn't yeah. it? Sure, but there's probably better ways that we can. Yeah, to, to learn them. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> just, just 
just have them get some apps and do crazy things like I do with my boys. We had Nerf guns running in the backyard, and I got an app make so I can make it look like you know there's phaser, you know, the blast from like Star Wars coming out. Oh, that's cool. They thought that was amazing. I'm gonna need a list of those. That's yeah. Cool. So, yeah, boys are fun. They yeah, are. Denny, Denny made an app, uh, made a video that made it look like uh, one of his kids was shooting one of his nephew, uh, one of his cousins. So no, that was my nephews <laughs> shooting each other. Oh, that was your nephew shoot. Okay, that's even better. Yeah, there we go. and the blood splattered on the camera. Oh, you know, yeah, there's still a part of me that's impressed that they know how to do that. Yeah, they have. They know the technology. Yep, and it's readily available too, like easily accessible to children. Wow. My two year old knows my iPad better than I do, so Yeah. Hmm. I don't know that is that a good sign or uh something. Yeah, that's not good. They teach you how to use all these things. Uh, all right, so it's uh thirty minutes past the hour. Um if anyone out there who might be listening actually wants to call in and talk to Shelly Maz Noble, you can of course call us at what, six two six two two six one four seven five? Yep. Or you can also send us use an email at info at dungeoncrawlersradio dot com. Uh we're also uh all probably surfing the internet right now, playing on the uh uh that their uh Facebook page and or Twitter. Nice. So how much how much more time do we have with you before you have to flee? Probably about 15 minutes because I carpooled today. Oh, okay. Oh, you carpooled. Yeah. That's that's good. That helps the environment, right? It does. Yeah. 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 Very nice. Thank you. So, now, since you're up in Seattle, mm-hmm. what is what is the gaming environment up like up there like? Well, it's it's pretty strong because we have a lot of gaming companies. In a mm-hmm. very small cluster. There's, I mean, there's. I don't know the exact number, but everything from Microsoft to Nintendo to Wizards to, to smaller companies. There are so many game companies in the Seattle area, mm-hmm. so that just naturally breeds a lot of gamers in this in this area. So mm-hmm. we have some really awesome game shops um, that are you know really thriving, and there's just never really it seems to be a shortage of people to play with. I constantly meet people that it's nice to say like where you work and they say oh, they don't you know say what what is that <laughs> or like you tell them something about D and D and then they're like D and D people still do that oh my god that's amazing um, yeah so like people there's this is just a, a really gamer friendly community in Seattle in nice general. plus it's it's ugly out a lot of the time so you need to have good indoor activities. <laughs> That might be part of it. It's always raining. Yeah, yeah although we've, it's actually quite sunny and beautiful for the. Oh, they have whole beautiful week. summers there, though. Nice. I know. We, this when the sun comes out, you forget all about how bad the last ninety-four days were. Yeah, when uh, when they flew us down to Seattle, it was in the <laughs> middle of April, and uh, I was shopping around doing the things. And yeah, you know, if you're from Alaska State. I, if you have Alaska State ID, they waive sales taxes on you. So I was getting sales yeah. tax waived left and right. And they're all asking, well, what are you coming down to, to 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 Washington for? And I always just kind of jokingly ask, oh, we just came down here to dry off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that doesn't bode well for Alaska if you're coming here to dry off. Oh, hey, <laughs> it, it, was, it was a lot drier and a lot warmer than uh, than we had. So I was happy. 
Nice. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Salt Lake is very beautiful too, though, from what I hear. Yes, other than it just snow. I mean, it was like snowing just what three weeks ago. Really? Yeah. Now now it's it's warmed up. It's eighty today, and yeah, sun's out. It's nice, but it's been it's been rainy the last few days. So yeah, yeah. but yeah, you're right. It's you know, it's nice, and then unfortunately June hits, and then hundred degree temperatures hit, and then we're just eh. We're, oh yeah, that's not okay. Yeah. Nobody wants to go outside because it's just too dang hot. Yeah, it, it's that dry heat that sucks, like, all the moisture out of your entire body. Whole, like, dry heat thing. People say, oh, it's fine, it's just a dry heat. No, it's not. It's still heat. It's yeah. scorching. In my opinion, I think it's worse uh, than, than I humidity. I feel for dry heat. Oh, humidity. Yeah. I hate it. Nah. I'm, I, I don't so, mind it. Go ahead. So along that same note, then, what... What to you? What sort of what makes Seattle such fertile ground for game companies? Well, I don't. I don't it's always been a kind of of a hub for technology. So I think just having maybe like having Microsoft here start Microsoft start here that kind of has a lot of comp- smaller companies have just kind of flocked around the mothership and so or we because Microsoft is so big there's so many people there that have that that technology background that they may go off and they may start their own ventures or just knowing that this is an area that a lot of companies mine for those those technology positions and those 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 people that are you know can fill those positions mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know what it is but it really is just it used to be a, the place to go for grunge music, and now I think it's the place to go for gaming. <laughs> Weird. Sorry, I know that's we've we've just transitioned into that. I don't know. Uh, I, I love I love Seattle. I love that the the King County area. I always refer to it as it's like San Francisco without the overinflated sense of self awareness. Oh, that's good. Use that as, a, as our slogan. Yeah, just like San Francisco, but without the ego. No offense to any of our listeners from San Francisco area. It's a wonderful city and it's a wonderful area. We love you all. <laughs> so, so D and D's transitioning. It's it's going to its next stage. How is Dungeon Command doing? Oh, Dungeon Command is 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 really it's doing very well. Okay, so there's yeah. been a good positive response towards it. Very, very. Good. People, I think, have uh, missed having the the outlet for the the miniatures and the mm-hmm. skirmish style board game. It's just it's such a a different, unique expression of D and D that, mm-hmm. and it's so quick too that yeah. you know you can set up a game and play it all within forty five minutes. You can do it on your lunch break. Yes, and you only need two people. Just you know. Yeah. No, it, yep. it it's been fun. I've enjoyed playing it. So. I just need to sit down and actually play a full game with Lagoon because we started to play a game and then got interrupted and then never finished. Yeah. <laughs> Needless to say, Revan was winning again. Yay! Wow. <laughs> so then, um, can you can you give us kind of a sneak peek on what's uh, what's going to be next for uh, Dungeon Command, or is that still is that still kind of uh, in flux right now with the whole transition into the new edition? Yeah, I think that um, just. Anything that has to do with with what products are going to be uh, available in terms of you know you can, Dungeon Command is still out there you can still yeah. find it in your yeah. game shops and all but um, in terms of anything that that would be new for that line it's still kind of early to tell because, oh you know we don't know okay 
You guys are still working on it. Working on, on a lot of things. Nice. Definitely, uh, you know, it's hard to to know what your products are going to be when you don't know what the product is. Yeah. What the flagship product is going to be. <laughs> and what the release date is. But, you know, it's everybody's very committed to making sure that this is the best possible game that it can be. So it's it's gonna take it's gonna take time for sure. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I, that's actually encouraging that it, you guys are taking your time. Yeah. In yeah. Developing it because, you know, we've seen many. You know, you can video games example. You know, you see a game that's rushed out, and then everyone's just like, "Man, this sucks." Yeah. Wow, you can definitely tell it was rushed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's really it's great to have the the support of you know not just the community but but the entire company is mm-hmm. is behind it and knowing that you know. This game's gonna have. To, this game's gonna be right when it comes out. There's, there's just so many, there's so many factors to it, and we just really want to make it, especially because the community has been so supportive of it. We want to make sure that we're making the game that that they want to be playing. Mm-hmm. So then, if I if I might ask, I, I, I maybe I, uh, I don't know if you can reveal this. What what has been your favorite part so far, Shell? For D and D next. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? What did you find to be the most? Um, the most intriguing. So I have got to say, because I I'm partial to fourth edition myself, because I feel like that's the game that I really, the version I really cut my teeth on. Like that that's when it first started. Mm-hmm. I started getting it. Like yeah, yeah, this is you know it makes more sense to me. These are I was really attached to my fourth edition characters. I just I loved I loved all of it. Um, so at first, like the very 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 first iteration that was like pretty much just released in the building. Nobody had even seen anything. It was and it was so bare bones. It was so sparse. It was so hard. It was like this game is made for dungeon masters. You clearly don't want anyone to be playing this game for more than 11 minutes because we're just all going to die. Like it was, <laughs> there was just nothing to it and I started to get really really worried. I remember the first feedback that I gave R&D was it is way too easy to die. And they're like, no, this is not valuable feedback. Go away. Um, but then the other thing that I, I got a little bit hung up on at first was that, you know, we just showed up to the game and we didn't have minis mm-hmm. and then we didn't have a map. And the DM just was talking to us. And I was like, is anyone else noticing this? Like, well, how do we know where we are? Like, I can't see. I don't see a tree. I don't see a boulder. There's nothing here on this table that's telling me that there's a column here. How do I know there's a column here? And the DM was like, because I'm telling you. <laughs> Just pay attention. So I, I, I've never been one to be good at focusing and paying attention, especially in D&D games. Um, constantly the one that's like, where are we again? What happening? Who are we fighting? Why are we fighting these people? Um, so it took me a long time to get used to this whole idea of the, the theater of the mind aspect, which I know that people in, in earlier editions really, really loved about D&D. And it, it actually ended up having the opposite effect that I thought it would, which was, I'm just going to be lost. I'm just never going to know where I'm standing and I'm never going to know who's next to me. And I'm just always going to be casting burning hands and killing everyone in my party because nobody will tell me who they are. <laughs> <laughs> it had the opposite effect for me and I really found myself becoming more immersed 
in the world that was around me and really paying attention and, and think even thinking more tactically and more strategically. I just, it just felt like everything was sharper. And even though there was nothing to look at, everything just became more clear, which was kind of surprising to me. But now I, I really like that aspect. I really feel like I'm more in my imagination and there's more, you know, the theater of the mind part. And I feel like we're all better now because we're all paying attention more and there's not, there's not really that much side chatter happening at the table. There's not people who are like on their phones or like, you know, texting or checking Facebook because it takes so long to get to your turn again. It's like everything's just really fast. And, and I I feel like there's a simplicity to it that's really quite elegant, you know, when we were playing. And I I feel like there's still a lot for my character to be able to do, but yet it's just it's easier to figure out what those those things are going to be, if that makes sense. Like, it's not just burdened with things upon things upon layers and upon layers and layers. It's just I have a good, solid character that I feel like can actually do things, but yet um, not I, – I don't take her – my characters for – for granted, knowing, well, I could just do this because I know I'm not really going to die. Come on. There's still that element there. I, in fourth edition, it was actually, you had so many ways to save yourself and, and be saved, and I, and I appreciate that. But um, I guess it, it, it affects how, how I played because I, I kind of knew that. And now thinking, like, there actually is this little element of danger here now. I actually do have to, you know, think about my actions and really work together to make sure that, like uh, you know, the cleric's not going to die, or someone else isn't going to die. Like there's, it's good to have that element of of fear, I think, in the game now, but mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. So, I have come around. I I would admit I was a little bit scared at first in those very 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 early playtests, but now I'm, it's I'm really excited about about the work that they've done, and I feel like because I I read the surveys as well, and I see a lot of the feedback that comes in, and it's it's pretty amazing that there's you know, it's hard to to take all of that feedback from this very large community and actually incorporate it into something. But they're doing it. They're they're really R and D is really thinking about this in a very thoughtful way and and yeah. really just trying to do the the best game that that they can put out there. Yeah, providing the best possible feedback. Yeah, this is really good. Yeah. So so if so many. Um, if a, if players out there want to still be involved with playtest, is there still a way to do that? Yeah, yeah, they can go right to the website to um you can actually just go right to dndnext.com mm-hmm. or you can go to dungeonsanddragons.com and then up at the top nav you'll see a button that says playtest. And it's very easy to sign up and it's free to do so and you're you just enter some information and then you just download the packet. And we we update those um, on a pretty regular basis. So there's there's always time to get in there and give us your feedback. Excellent. Oh, that's that's still good. Though. It's, it's good that it's not a closed, um, not such a closed circuit. It's still available. But it, then again, it's still like a like you said, a kind of a ways out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew more. I really do. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> well, um, we've probably taken up most of your time, and you probably have to get going. Probably my car. Yeah, your your ride's probably getting uh, 
impatient. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I drove today, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the key master. Yeah, that was, I was about to say, you know, if, if if you weren't pregnant, they'd probably have left you already, but uh, oh, uh, yeah. looks like you have the power. Yeah. I do. Yeah, you do get a lot of power, even not just with the car keys, but just being pregnant, too. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, my wife, uh, my wife definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> well, as always, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Yeah, it's it's yep. always good to talk to you guys. Yep. I, we understand you can't talk about everything, you know, all the de- yeah. the next stuff, but it it has been enjoyable talking to you about what we have been able to. So thanks for coming on the show again. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming back. We'll miss you, and best of luck to Minnie Mazzy. Thank you so much. We'll keep you posted. All righty. Okay. Have Look a wonderful evening. Thanks, guys. You uh-huh. too. Bye. Thanks, Bye. 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 All right, everyone. That was Shelly Mazzanoble with Wizards From- of the Coast. Wow. Always always a fun person to talk to. Oh, yes. Always. Very insightful. Interview went a different way, but I, I enjoyed how it went. You know, It, it kind of felt like she was interviewing us. Well, that's kind of... Isn't that what she <laughs> did at Gen Con? Yeah, that's what she did at Gen Con. Yeah, yeah and, that, and that's okay. You know, I, I like the give and take there. So, um, you know, for those of you out there that haven't signed up for D&D Next for the playtesting, go out and do so. It's... They they send you information. They give you all you need to to run a game, and then they send you a survey asking your opinion. And they are seriously taking your thoughts and, and opinions on this new next step uh, of D and D. So check it out. So, with, well, with that, we were going to talk about news, but we don't have much time left. We got no, like we have a scant ten minutes. We don't even have that. We have like six minutes and thirty seconds. Wow, that uh-huh. was yeah. I just went way too quick. Well, yeah, well, as usual, we had 30 minutes, and she extended it another 15, well, actually 20. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's pregnant. <laughs> well, that's just what happens. It's, people get comfortable with this and just keep talking, and, and that's not a bad thing. So, um, no. <laughs> We will have our show coming up on Monday uh, with Rhiannon Held. Did I say it correctly this time? Yes, you did. Hey, yay, I did it. Uh, at least as, as long as that's actually how it's pronounced, because for all I know, she's probably pronouncing it like QX Pi 4 and a piece yeah. of chocolate, but that's well, a pictograph. The cool thing is, besides the fact that she, she is an author and coming in to talk about her new book, she is also an archaeologist uh, for her day job. <laughs> for her day job? Yeah. Oh, just, oh. A, just an archaeologist. Nothing, yeah. nothing too fancy. Yeah, I mean, she's not like, uh, you know, she's not fedora wearing, you know, whip on the the hip. But, um, yeah, so she'll be in talking about her new book. Following week on May 20th, uh, we'll have Dan Krokos uh, coming in talking about his new book. At the same time, uh, Firebird will either be coming back or will be still at the Myrtle Beach uh uh, XCon world thing, right? Yay. Yay. I hope to be back. And then the 27th will be our best of show because we'll be wrapping up uh, all of our adventures at Conduit, which uh, will be very exciting. And I'm thinking we should do some video of Paul and the VIP gaming experience. Yeah. Uh, as long as he'll let Oh, that would be phenomenal. I'm sure he will. I'll, I'll talk to him in advance, but 
throw that up on the on the Facebook and that. So check us out why we're at Condo. We're going to be posting videos like crazy. We're going to be doing interviews that are audio as well as video. So there will be a lot of stuff coming out from that. Uh, author Larry Korea is the the one of the guest of honors. Uh, Heather Joseph Whitham, which uh, has been on Mythbuster several times, will be there and several several others. So yes. So then the, that means there will be lots of stuff to actually see and do it at Conduit. There will. That but, also means there's going to be a lot of uh, new content on our website as well as on our face uh, as on our Facebook page and then our YouTube site. And <gasps> really? Yes. If you haven't already been looking at stuff, I mean, we've been pushing stuff to the Facebook page and the Google Plus page like crazy. So check that out. Um, always new stuff. Because, you know, that's what we do. Just a little bit. Yeah. Just for you, Internet. So, um, with that said, Robert Downey Jr. is in talks for Avengers 2 and 3. Yay! Coming back to Tony Stark. Uh, Dungeons & Dragons, the film rights, have been picked up by Warner Brothers. Unfortunately, they're using the same director that did the atrocity that was the, the 2000 Dungeons & Dragons. So... Ugh. Um, are they? Yeah, it, it's hope in one hand, and it's something else in the other. So, yeah, it, it, it is. It's to me, it looks like a coin toss. Okay. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. Um. Oh, that movie hurts my soul. Jurassic Park Four <laughs> officially is on hold. No big whoop there. As it should be, because nobody cares about CG giant dinosaurs anymore. For those of you that like CW Arrow, it sounds like Green Lantern will be showing up in an upcoming episode. I'm excited. Oh, I hope it's I hope it's still Ryan Reynolds in his CG outfit because that didn't break the fourth wall at all. And and the King of the North is officially going to be playing Prince Charming in Cinderella. The Richard Madden that plays Rob Stark in Game of Thrones. Oh, 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 okay. That King of the North. Yes. Okay, I'm like... <laughs> we'll be playing... Yes, the King of Canada <laughs> is going to be playing as Prince Charming. Yes. The King of Canada. Good on him. And his name is Matt Hill. Um, yeah. Let's see. Jason Statham, I'm just like zipping through this real quick, will be in Fast and the Furious 7. Yes, they're making another one. <laughs> Already, huh? How many oh, my the, lord. Six isn't even out yet. I know. No, it's not. So, uh, uh, yeah. Anything else we need to start hitting up real fast? Uh, I'm good. No, we're pretty good. I mean, we'll be, I, we can I be think we, I think we defeated this boss pretty, uh, pretty good. We yeah, did. We did. We so, did. Uh, 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 I guess real quick, icing on the cake. Real fast here. Uh, Rosario Dawson, Albert Finney, Kevin Peter Hall. Uh, let's see here. James L. Brooks, writer of The Simpsons, and Billy Joel, and Ghostface Killer all had birthdays today. All of them people more famous than us. Uh, and the IT crowd is getting one final episode. Here I on them. Yay. Yeah, 40 <laughs> minutes. Okay, with that said, uh, we're out of here. Check us out Monday, and as always, check our Facebook page, Google page, Twitter, everything else, because you never know when another mini-boss will strike.
Yeah, that's true. I guess uh, until next time, happy weekend, Salt Lake. Happy weekend, world. And uh, get more from your boss fights and your games. Hey, uh, instead of doing anything sexual when we come back to my place, why don't we play WoW together? I have two PCs. <laughs> why do I talk after you? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost impossible to say anything after he drives <laughs> Yeah, you're just like, uh... uh So with that, catch us Monday. We'll see you next week.